For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Winning Cures Everything, college football week seven recap brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. Uh, you can find more information on all six of their sports books over at tunicatravel.com. You can also find our picks and everything else along with the football picks contest over at winningcureseverything.com. Chris, let's jump into it. Week seven was... Uh, not expected to be anything crazy, and yet it went absolutely haywire from Thursday, Friday, Saturday morning on. It was just utter mayhem, and I loved every second of it. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, it was, it it was, was definitely chaos. nuts. Your, your Tigers uh, uh, definitely threw a wrench into a few things. Uh, Single so that best win of, of the season, I think, for any team. We oh, yeah. That. Oh, absolutely. Notre absolutely. Dame's win over Michigan right there with it, but but, and, but at the time, at the time it wasn't that big because people didn't know what Michigan was. They just thought, That's oh, right. same old Michigan. That's right. So uh, let's go through the list that I've got. Um, first off, we'll start off with your Tigers. 36-16 okay. over Georgia. Uh, LSU, 275 rushing yards, four for four on fourth down. LSU had zero turnovers. Georgia with four turnovers. It seemed like, uh, I mean, LSU dominated this game. Like this was a this was a beatdown from the moment go, right? So there there are two there are two parts of this story that I want to talk about. A yes, Coach O is outperforming every expectation that anybody in the country had for him. Yes, out coaching. All of these coaches that are coming in, I don't know if they are underestimating him, not prepared, what, but, man, he is making them all look really bad. I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand think, the passing yesterday. Like, you know it's not working with Jake Fromm. I, I don't I don't get what they well, were doing. So, so that's that's the other narrative, but but let's let's stay on O for a minute. And, and, and LSU, uh, the, the one hiccup they had was against Florida. And they got beaten that game, but that was a super tight, crazy close game. And it took two pick sixes for Florida to beat them. Something LSU just does not do. Okay. No. So now let's go back to Kirby. This is a story about Kirby. Now, there, there's a couple of things about this that bother me about college football. A, we talk about how every game matters. Every week matters. But it doesn't because absolutely the first article written today about Georgia is, is yesterday did not matter. They still control their own destiny, and if they went out, yesterday might as well have not happened. So so let's get over yeah, this you're right. Let's get over this narrative that every week matters, that we have to make every game matter because if they do, then Georgia should be out, but they're not. And I don't think they should be. I disagree with that narrative to begin with. Other than that, Georgia Georgia has a problem, okay? They have a massive problem. 
No, it's they, a physicality they cannot, problem. They cannot go on the road in a hostile environment and win. They can't do it. They went to Auburn last year, one game, one game on the road, hostile environment, and they got their butt whipped. This year, they will only play one true road game on a hostile environment, and that was at LSU. And they well, no, look, look they, I'm going to give them credit for going to South Carolina, but you needed something to have. One, South Carolina was not as good as we thought. Two, you needed something crazy to happen early on to get that crowd out of it, right? That's so right. you get that pick six, and you've got, you're playing with a lead the whole ballgame. And so but but from there, Kirby, when Kirby gets behind, he completely throws the game plan out. He complete he he panics. He freaks out and he doesn't know what to do. He is a great front running coach, and I think they're a great front running team. But it, yeah. when the game gets tight, when the game gets close, we saw it in the national championship game against Alabama. Now the big comeback against Oklahoma, that was pretty impressive. That was a defensive front did their job, and Oklahoma's defense lets anybody score on them. But somebody who's going to play you a hard-nosed defense, if they get behind, it's ball game. It's over. They're not catching up because they're going to panic. He's going to crap all over himself. That's what he's done. He did it against Auburn. He did it against LSU this year. And and he did it against Alabama in the national championship game. When the game yep. gets tight, he falls apart. You are uh, you are correct on that. He wants to win a national championship. He's got to fix that. Yes, 100%. Well, and I think I'm still not sure why he didn't move to Justin Fields, like maybe in the second mm -hmm. half. Like, I and, and that's that wouldn't have fixed the problem. I get it. But, like, at that point, you might have a little more poise. But maybe Justin Fields isn't ready yet. What like, they need to do to beat me. LSU or be competitive in that game, I texted you this yesterday. They needed to have Fromm in the background to have the threat of the pass, but yes. they needed to hand the ball out to Holyfield. Holyfield got eight yards of touch, and that was not, you know, a bunch of short yard rushes and won 62 yards. Every time he touched the ball, he got for eight yards, and every time he was in the backfield, I panicked. And as soon as they snapped the ball, it was all play action, and as soon as I saw the ball didn't go to him, I breathed easy, and it didn't matter. They could not do anything. That was a one-man wrecking machine, and I don't know why they run Swift a thousand times and he touched it seven. I don't. Yeah. I can't answer that. I, I can't. Well, no, to be fair, DeAndre Swift averaged uh, like six point two yards a carry. But he had a bunch good. of big rushes and then a bunch of little rushes. You yeah. can't beat a team in a close game for that. You want a guy that gets it six times every time he touches it. Yeah. No, I do agree with that. Swift averaged six, but he didn't get six. I mean, that, that's Let's, just uh, one of those weird numbers. Yeah, no, you're you're right. You're right. I mean, you can have a 60-yarder and then have, like, that's four one-yarders and that's average 20 yards carry, whatever. Uh, so, eight undefeated teams left. We've got Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, NC State, Notre Dame, UCF, USF, and Cincy. Um, USF, UN, or USF, and Cincinnati all play each other because they're in the same division. And then NC State and Clemson play this weekend. This weekend. So, I'm kind of game day's not going there. Uh, I think they've been looking to go to – well, you saw – I was talking to Christopher Lee last night. They've been looking yeah. to go to Pullman for a and long time. And I saw Herb Streak's tweet and video, and I, and I agree with them. I like – look, nobody loves Mike Leach more than this guy. All right? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a fan that they're going to Pullman, but you got two undefeated teams in the ACC – one of these teams could compete for a national championship. Nobody in that game is competing for a national title. Uh, true, true, but 
at the same time, does anybody really truly believe in NC State? I mean, they were ranked 20th last week. They might move up because some teams beat other teams, but you know, I, I think it's I think it's a, a ridiculous thing to not believe in NC State and their ability to win this game. But I think most people think it's a foregone conclusion that Clemson's just going to win that conference and run away with it. Uh, and tell me this: if Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Clemson all went out, that's going to be your playoff, right? That's sadly going to be your playoff. UCF is just getting crapped on. They're just getting left out. Yeah, they just are. The yeah, Huey brings up on Facebook. The, yeah, it, it, he says uh, Clemson is going to lose to some random team. Hey, you you almost saw Pitbull off uh, a thing yesterday. We'll get to that later in the notes. Yeah, but yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, you never know. Like crazy things can happen. Uh, so I don't expect all of these teams to go undefeated. I I may not expect any of them to go undefeated, but we'll see. Uh, Michigan 38, Wisconsin 13. Let's talk about that one. Uh, Harbaugh put a beat down. Beat ooh, down. Good gracious. Uh, Shea Patterson, 14 out of 21 for 124 yards. Nine rushes, 90 yards, one touchdown. Look, here's the total yardage. Michigan 444 with 320 yards rushing on Wisconsin. Wisconsin had 283 total yards. And you, know I love, you know I love Wisconsin, and I love Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. But but that was no match. That that game was tight for the first half, and it's like Michigan winning winning the halftime, made adjustments, and Wisconsin said, "Hey, let's keep doing what we're doing." And it was a completely different second half. Yeah, Michigan's defense—they play with an intensity, oh, yeah. a level that is just different. It uh, Alex Hornibrook looked completely flustered. They had him way out of his game. That's right. It was uh, it was fun to watch. You know, people have been looking for it. I mean, Michigan looks like they are in the playoff race now. Uh, I, they they got to go I and win they at are. Michigan State, right? They, I, but uh, they got to win at Michigan State, and then they got to go to the big house. That's well, they they play in the big house. <laughs> uh, I'm saying they got to go, go, go to the horseshoe at the end of the year. Yeah, oh, the horseshoe. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so they still yeah. got Penn State too. I mean, they got some really difficult games, but this looks like a really, really good football team. I mean, I, I'm excited about it because college football is better when the big teams are better, right? Texas, Notre Dame, Michigan, when those teams are playing well, along with your Ohio State, Alabama's, whatever. These teams got to matter. Football is better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Iowa State 30, West Virginia 14. Did you see this one coming? Um, I, no, yeah, I did, actually. I did. You and I talked I, about this Yeah, I, I called it. <laughs> I jumped on it. I got some money line action in there yesterday. I felt Stay great. Here. Loved it. No. I, I want to know this. Why you, You've you bet on the – we have made a lot of money. They're your gambling pick team. Why is it that Iowa State, the last two years, just gets no credit from Vegas at all? I mean, because they, they lose no presence the teams, in, in Nevada. They lose the teams they have no business losing to. But it doesn't matter. Every big-time team comes in there. If they don't win it outright, they at least cover. I bet they're a, I bet they're 100% against top-ranked teams that come in the Ames. I, I don't think at least not covering, at least covering the yet. spread. Yeah. Yeah, at least – yeah, covering the spread, yes, they are. Um, and the spreads keep getting bigger. Well, this one was only seven. What, so West Virginia should not be seven-point favorite to this Iowa State team in Morgantown. Especially after seeing what we saw last night. I mean, that was uh, that was great. Here's the stats on it. Brock Purdy, 18 out of 25, 254 yards with three touchdowns, one pick. Will Greer, 
11 out of 15 for 100 yards with one touchdown and a pick. How, they didn't let West Virginia have the ball. Uh, how David how Montgomery, they did that, I don't believe. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, David Montgomery had 29 rushes for 189 yards and a touchdown. Iowa State had 498 total yards to 152 for this West Virginia offense. So, and, and Dana Holgerson came out after the game and said, they didn't come up with some magical defense to stop us. We kept shooting ourselves in the foot. And he's partly right. Um, because there were plays to be made that they just missed, but they they didn't have uh, the football. I have a question for you, Gary. I have a question. All right. Okay. We we know, and we're I don't know if we're going to get to it, if we're even going to cover it, because the game might not matter that much. Auburn, pretty bad. I got Auburn. it down in my notes here. So hang on. Let me ask you a question. How would Campbell look in Auburn on the sidelines? Uh, he'd look a lot better than what they got, I think. I'm, you know, I'm telling you, that guy's going to get paid by a big boys school this year. But Auburn is not paying anybody other than Gus Malzahn. Like they they gave him a forty nine million dollar guaranteed contract after last season. Well, not after last season. After they beat Alabama and Georgia, after they beat Bama. Yep, and Georgia. And then they lose two straight at the end of the year to go ten and four, and then they've lost three out of seven to start this year, and and that includes a win over Washington. Yeah. That I still can't figure out. So, yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'm, I'm, just, just, uh, I'm just. I'm just telling you, somebody's going to pay that man, and I'm trying to find the big school that's going to fork out the dough to do it. Ohio State. Oh, I think God. Urban's done after this year. That is going to piss me right off. Uh, he's dude. Campbell's from Ohio. I don't give a damn. He coached at Toledo. Like he, God. Ohio State would be the perfect spot for him. And so, and I, I think Urban's done. Now, with his now, now you done ruined my, you've ruined my Sunday morning. I'm sorry, buddy. But, hey, I think he'll be good there. I think he'll be good. Everybody's good there. Except you can go to Ohio State and be fine. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some more Big Ten. Michigan State 21, Penn State 17. I know this puts a smile on your face. Uh, oh boy, D'Antonio. Michigan State outgained Penn State 418 to 397 yards. They didn't let McSorley run, and it completely messed with Penn State's offense. They only managed 17 points. Um, they, I don't know. What, is Michigan State basically the uh, the Redskins of college football? Like I was one literally thinking draft, the same. All right, you and I are spending way too much time together because I was that was the analogy I was going to use. I almost <laughs> went like Belichick in the sense of he just doesn't lose after a loss. Like, you're not beating him two games in a row. Yeah. But but I thought, all right, that's a little extreme. I love the guy, but I can't I can't put him and Belichick in the same thing. So I was thinking, they're the Redskins. Every other week, they're great. And next week, you probably want to bet against them. I don't know who they play. I don't know where it is. It doesn't matter. They uh, they play Michigan next week, I believe. Oh, yeah. Then, yeah, that's going to – I yeah. think they're going to have a huge letdown. Maybe it's not. A, it's a rivalry game, but there was, they, yeah, the game's next week, right? There was no doubt. There was no doubt in my mind they were going to cover the fourteen against Penn State. There was just no doubt. Yeah, Michigan at Michigan State next week. We got big games next week. We'll we'll talk about these. But I mean, my goodness, you got uh, 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 Oklahoma at TCU, Oregon at Washington State, Michigan at Michigan State, Mississippi State at LSU. Uh, NC State at Clemson. You know what the the ABC primetime game is? Ohio State at Purdue. Oh come on, man! Yeah, that's the ABC primetime game. That's, that's fair. 
Hey, well, Felica told me that that he and Herb Street and whoever else have to fly from Pullman to West Lafayette, Indiana, and, and that's probably the first time that's ever been done ever. Yeah, no, nobody's ever made that trip in the history of the world. No, you're right about that. The nice thing uh, is you do that on a private jet because there's no airline that's making that trip. Exactly. Uh, UCF 31, Memphis 30, Memphis 281 rushing yards. They looked like they had found a way to – uh, they they found chinks in the armor, right? And and the, Memphis had the blueprint, and they couldn't finish it. The end of that game was so ridiculous. And I think Michigan, uh, Michigan, I think Memphis wins the game if it doesn't start raining. Like mm-hmm. I, they they lost two fumbles in the rain. I, and, I was just I was just waiting on Memphis to mess that up. I just yeah, and, and UCF is a really good school. They're yes. really good. They're not getting the credit they deserve from anybody. And and they deserve to be in the conversation of the top best teams. They're a good school. Yeah. They're they, going to find is, ways to win. Yeah, and they did. They absolutely found a way to win, even if it was Memphis shooting themselves in the foot. You get down to the 30. But hang on, how much of that line? is how much of that is Central Florida taking the ball away? Well, look, 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 at the end of the game, I mean Memphis had at least a shot at a 52-yard field goal to win it. And you get down to the 35-yard line with 32 seconds left, and yeah. rather than clocking the ball, they decide to uh, to try and run a play, and they get a false start. They got no timeouts left, so it's a 10-second runoff. So you're down to 18 seconds, and that kid at quarterback, Brady White, looking for somebody to pass it to, and he passes it to somebody that is inbounds. Yep. And he falls down, and they can't get another playoff. And they, they're, they're, Memphis is a really good team. They're a really good team. They're not yeah. a great team. They they're gonna still make mistakes. That, that's just the way it's gonna be. They're not. They'll, they'll probably be four and four after this coming weekend because they play at Missouri this week. And so, I mean, now like, I could see them possibly winning that game, but that don't scare me. Never. Yeah, I, I understand. I'm with you. But if they make that many mistakes at home against UCF. You see a way different class in Missouri. Yeah. No, I, well, I, I, we're, we're not even judging the same book right now. I don't know. I, I think I think they're pretty don't, don't do that. They're... Don't do that. Don't do that, Gary. You know. Okay. It's, we'll, you we'll know move it's on wrong. to the next one then. We'll move on to the next one. Uh, Tennessee thirty, Auburn twenty four. Man, look, Auburn three turnovers, Tennessee zero. Auburn actually moved the football. They rushed for over hundred yards for the first time in three games. Well, this is yeah. It was three straight games, and now they uh, they rush for over a hundred. Um, this was, uh, I mean, a, a lot of people called for this. I could not believe that the line opened up at eighteen and a half, and a lot of a lot of people jumped on it. It was bet down to sixteen and a half. I took Tennessee plus sixteen and a half. Um, I mean, have, what what do you think? Like, it, what is Auburn this year? Well, hang on now. Let's not discredit Tennessee. That one team is getting better, looked awful before the season started, and every week they have looked a little better and a little better and a little better. Agreed. The other team Agreed. looked great at the beginning of the season, and every week is getting a little worse and a little worse and a little worse. That's this, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, this but I'm I yeah, I get it. Like that's it. We have two different this is not just about Auburn. This is about both of these teams going in different directions. Because we need to give some credit to Pruitt and the Tennessee 
Because it would have been real easy after the beginning of the season and the way this thing is rolled for them to just pack it in and say, you know what, let's play for next year. Let's start recruiting. Let's not worry about game film. Let's get the guys that are going to be here next year some reps. Let's get them some game speed, and let's pack this thing in. And they haven't done that. They fought like hell against Georgia last week. They fought like hell against Auburn this week, and they pulled out a win this time. Yeah, they absolutely did. Uh, let's move on from there. Virginia 16, Miami 13. Uh, oh, man. Look, Mark Rick. This is what Mark Rick does, though. This is why I got fired in Georgia. Well, and if you look at the stats, like both teams had three turnovers. It was just Virginia capitalized on theirs, and Miami didn't. Uh, Miami 339 yards to 231 yards for Virginia. But Bronco Mendenhall has, has got them believing there. I, uh, I like him a lot. Yeah. I really I don't know if he can ever get Virginia to a real power in the ACC. I mean, I foresee him being able to get them to, like, that Syracuse-BC level right now to where they can mess people up, they can upset some people. But I don't know that he'll ever get them to, I can win the ACC. I'd like I, to see. I can see well, look, even Larry Fedora had, had North Carolina in that spot, right? That's like, right. I think that he can get there. He can be – Eight and four, seven and five, nine and three in good years, you know. And then once in a while, when the rest of the conference is really down, you go ten and two and upset Maybe. some people you're not supposed to, right? Yeah. Because right now, like that conference is haywire. They're just all over the place, and you don't know who you can trust. You don't know who's who. Like Duke seems like your best bet, along with Clemson, right? <laughs> like it, it's just crazy to think about. Clemson needs to come out of this bye and look way different than they've looked because they they are undefeated, but they've got some wins that are shady as crap and they don't look impressive at all. Yeah, I, uh, there are I several one loss teams that look way better than Clemson to me. Way yeah. better. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you 100. Uh, percent I can't believe we hadn't talked about this yet. I put it low in the notes. I don't know why. Oregon 30, Washington 27 in overtime. Oregon was 3 of 3. Yeah, absolutely fantastic ball game. Uh, Oregon 3 of 3 on fourth down. They were 9 of 18 on third down. And, uh, I mean, it was a fairly even game. Both quarterbacks looked completely flustered against the other defenses. Uh, Washington missed the field goal from 37 at the end of regulation that would have won the game. Justin Herbert didn't have his best game, obviously. Jake Browning looks like he always does in big spots. He hits a few passes, but other times he just can't make the throws. Uh, what do you take away? I mean, Oregon's fun again, right? Oregon is fun again. Eugene is rocking. That is a tough place to play. We'll see if they can travel. We'll see it next yeah. week. But uh, I, I do is... think that in Eugene, big game, man, that is that is a place now. There were a couple years where they went where not a real home field advantage. They didn't play tough. They didn't play physical. Man, that's not the same Oregon team anymore. They're different. I, I think Mario Cristobal was was the answer at head coach for that. Correct. Cannot he, he disprove different mindset. I love, yeah, I love that guy. He is man. He's doing so well there. Uh, I tossed this one on here just because it was it was fun to think about. So this is uh, part of the uh, the random notes at the end. Okay. Uh, Florida thirty seven, Vandy twenty seven. Uh, Vandy was up twenty one to three, and then we had we almost had a coaches fight which is always fun. And yep. I, I'll tell you this. I will go on and, and put this on the record for everybody. Dan Mullen and Todd Grantham don't want anything to do with a fight with Derek Mason. Oh, I will guarantee no. you that. 
So you and I have had this conversation. I don't know that we've had it on air before, but we've had this conversation where like SEC coaches getting into a fight. Like one and two, is Owen Muschamp, and, and and I don't know who one or two is. Number three, I think it's Derek Mason, and I think the gap between Mason and everybody else is pretty big. I agree, with, agree that. with that. That was uh, that was nuts. It was so I, I, I post I pose this question too on uh, okay. I guess uh, every day is Saturday or whatever's Facebook page. Um, is there any coach in the SEC that you would favor Dan Mullins in a fight one on one against? And I thought, well, maybe Moorhead and Saban because they're old, but like anybody else. And somebody finally brought up probably Gus, and I was like, okay, today, yeah. no Gus question. Is Gus is a whip dog, <laughs> and and both those old guys might beat up Gus today. Oh, uh, you're right. But I think you're that's right. the yeah. list. I think that's it. I don't think anybody else Mullins is favored in a fight over. I think you're probably right. I mean, Pruitt. I think he's getting his butt whipped. No. Yeah. No. Like no all those guys. Boys. You know those what about Chad boys Morris? grew up fighting each other. Who? What about Chad Morris? I can see him beating Chad Morris. Chad Morris is kind of old. Yeah, yeah, he's got some and age. And he's a small guy. Yeah, he's a little guy. He might be a little scrappier than Dan, but let's uh, let's go through the rest of these notes real quick. We'll make it we'll make it fast. Iowa could win the Big Ten West now. I think Wisconsin is is pretty beat up. They've still got a, a couple of tough games. Iowa looks fantastic. Uh, Forty-two yep. to sixteen win over Indiana. Uh, Northwestern thirty-four, Nebraska thirty-one, Nebraska. They, they seized defeat from the jaws of victory, as, as people say. They had a 98.6% win probability and up 10 with, like, four minutes left in the game and just can't get – I mean, Northwestern went on a 99-yard touchdown drive with less than two minutes left with no timeouts. Yeah. Vince Lombardi says it all the time. He said it all the time as a saying, which was, you know, winning is contagious, but, but sadly so is losing. That is 100% true. I, I think Scott Frost will get that thing turned around, but it's going to take some time because they got to learn how to win. Like, and, and I don't think at Northwestern was going to be the place to do it. Uh, obviously, both of us bet that game, and we lost it. It, it. If Northwestern, instead of playing for a field goal, they just go and, and score the touchdown. Correct. We both cover. Yep. Just so frustrating, especially with a, a field goal kicker that's just not – Great, like he's Pat Fitzgerald did not do a well a good job of coaching that game. I don't think those guys looked prepared, and for some reason, like the announcers were like, "Oh man, this was the best week of practice they've had. They're ready for this game." And I'm thinking, please don't blow it. We're watching the game. If yeah. that's the best week of practice they've had, we watch Northwestern because of our boys at West Lot more than most people down here in the South, <laughs> probably. If, if that's the way they look after the best week of practice, Northwestern got some problems. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, Notre Dame 19, Pitt 14. Notre Dame played with fire and and got singed a little bit, but they didn't get burned. They uh, they come out with a win. Ian Book looked pretty awful. Uh, but Pat Narduzzi does this every year, right? Like, they, they look like crap, and then they they come out against the big boys and, and just play really well. Really well. Well, this is this is what happens in college football. Sometimes you 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 got these games that are going to be fights that they shouldn't be, and you got to win them. UCF did it. Notre Dame did it. You shouldn't be knocked for that. That's that's part of winning the game, man. It's not all going to be easy. 
it's part of a, a possible championship season. I mean, That's you, you find a way to win games like that. Uh, UCLA got the first win, 37-7 to over Cal. I don't know what Cal is right now. Justin Wilcox looks like he has lost this team this year. They are beat up. They – it, no, no fight. No, no. How much? How much credit do we got to give Chip for turning this thing around? Because he could have had a Scott for all season too, and he's played really close games, really good games to against some opponents that we think are pretty good the last couple of weeks. Well, I'll tell you this: they are they are really, really young in very key positions, uh, and I think it's just like we said, finding a way to win. And against Cal, you can do that. I mean, they they have more talent than Cal. So, and I don't think Nebraska has more talent than Northwestern, which is crazy to think about. But after the last few recruiting classes uh, with with Mike Riley in Nebraska, it, it kind of makes sense. Uh, last one, toss this on here: Bama thirty nine, Missouri ten. Uh, the two a knee injury is the only thing to really take out of this. That's right. Uh, look, I don't know that you even play him against Tennessee. I wouldn't. And then you got a bye week, and That's then right. you got LSU. You got three weeks. To, to heal up, make everything good. Uh, it's a, a, a mild knee sprain. They said he could have come back in last night. He went out of the game just because it felt funny, and he just wanted to get it checked out. Uh, but they, I mean, they downplayed it. Said it wasn't that big of a deal. He could come back. Why in. would you? Why would you play him at all? And you're you got the game in control. Like at yeah. no point in time were you in danger of losing that game. It's foolish and arrogant to to, to throw him back in. I agree. I would do the same thing to see. I would dress him, and if the game looks scary, and you know, then, then you say, okay, all right, now we've got to start this game over, and let's let's figure this thing out, and you get in there and go put some points up. But but if you're never in danger of losing, then then it's just foolish and arrogant to to play him. Agreed. I agree with that. All right, that is going to wrap up the college football recap. Uh, let's jump into. You want to do top ten or playoff predictions first? Top ten. Let's do this top ten. Now you've got. Uh, we're we're going from ten to one. You said you had fifteen teams. Well, I so, just I I just did a top fifteen because I've got some teams that I think deserve to be in that conversation. Of man, they could be in the top ten. The difference between the the bottom five and the last five out of mine are pretty close. All right. Well, give give me your fifteen through eleven, and then we'll both start together on ten. My, my 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 last five teams that didn't make my top ten are all kind of jumbled together. It's A and M, Florida, Kentucky, Oregon, and NC State. Do you kind of agree with that? Or I do agree with that. In your top ten, I, I don't have any of those in my top ten. Okay, but they're but they're like I can't tell you that my nine and ten are better than any of those teams. I now I'm after I get that. to nine, my eight through up, I think is a big difference. Yeah. I, I I agree. I, I well, I think I agree. Uh, let's go with number ten. Uh, All right, <laughs> so I got the dog here. <laughs> uh, let's see, number ten. I've got UCF at ten. I moved them down a spot. Um, I think that the blueprint is there to beat them. I don't know that anybody left on the schedule can. We we, uh, we maybe disagree. South Florida, maybe Cincinnati. We just disagree with this completely. We're we're so far off the map on this. It's not even close. It's, I, th- I mean, before the Memphis game, they had not played anybody this year. And, you know, like I think that you, you get a competent team and you can beat this team. I don't know. This is, this is the best game Memphis could play at home with all of their fans, and this team still found a way 
to fight, claw with their fingernails, and to discredit them and to hurt them because of that is just wrong. It's just wrong. They're an undefeated yeah. team, and they haven't been beat for two years. So, just flat wrong. My number 10 team is Texas. Okay. I like Texas. I think Texas has one really bad, ugly loss before the season, you know, right at the beginning. And I don't know that they've righted the ship to be a playoff team, but I, it wouldn't shock me if they win the Big 12. I think they're a good team, and they're playing their best football right now. I, okay, I'm with you on that. Uh, and Texas is up, up in mind, but we'll get to them eventually. Number nine, I've got Oregon. Okay, so Oregon was one of my bottom five out, and you got them in the top ten. Oh, were they? I didn't even hear you say Oregon. A&M, Florida, UK, Kentucky, Oregon, NC State. Those are oh, the five. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry. Oregon, yeah, Oregon's number nine for me. Okay. So, uh, who, who do you have nine? Nine is Oklahoma. Uh, they didn't play, but they, they've played some games and they look like world beaters, and they've played some games and look like they could have lost. And, and they did lose to, to Texas in a neutral site field. I think they're good. I think they're still in the top, top ten, but I don't have them any higher than nine. Okay. I can, I can understand that. Uh, number eight, I've got Oklahoma. <laughs> okay. All right. So <laughs> they're, for, they're right for those there. exact reasons that you were just talking about. I felt weird having Texas below them since Texas beat them. But a loss to Maryland is just way different than a loss to to your rival. That's that's my reason for that. I think a loss in the first game of the season when you're still trying to get things figured out is a lot different than a loss in the middle of the season uh, because I think it shows which way you're trending. It Uh to me. So uh, who have you got at eight? Number eight, Georgia. Georgia. Okay. I think Georgia hasn't played anybody. They finally played one really tough team, and that team beat their ass. And they beat them at every aspect of the game, special teams, offense, defense, both lines of scrimmage, coaching matchup, wasn't even close. I got to drop them, and I got to drop them a long way. Because – I dropped Georgia all the way down to 11. Oh, they're all, they're out of your top ten. No, I can't, top 10. I can't in good conscience do that because – I, I think LSU is a really good football team, and if that's your only loss, then that's that's pretty tough to knock them out of the top ten. I don't, I don't know that this is going to be Georgia's only loss. Oh, uh, you uh, might be right. I'm, I, so we do top tens different then. I, I only do my top ten based off of what I see. I can't predict the future, man. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Like this is this is what I see. Georgia has not played anybody, and they've really been in some games that they shouldn't have been. It obviously they're not as as physical as they have been. Jake Fromm looks he, he's flustered against uh, uh, against you know LSU, but he he could have been flustered against South Carolina as well. Um, he like I I don't know that he is the answer. Um, I, I, I look now I'm just a guy that watches football and I don't like Georgia very much at all. I've grown up just not liking them. That's fine. I would love to see what that offense would look like if they handed the ball to Holyfield 30 times a game because I think he's the only guy in the Heisman Trophy race close to Tua if he touches the ball 30 times a game. You might be right. I think that guy is an absolute freak. Now, I would also like to see him PP in a cup and have that tested for things that are illegal in sports, but but that's different. He, he hasn't been asked to, and he probably won't, thanks to the SEC and the NCAA just not caring about stuff like that. And so 
I think that I don't think nobody can stop him, but for some reason, the other running backs touch it 10 times, 12 times. He touches it five. I just yeah, think it's, it's, uh, it's definitely strange. You, you got that right. Uh, number seven for me, is that where we are? Am I on seven? We're at seven. Number seven for me, I've got Texas. So okay, so one, got- one above Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like, uh, I like Texas here. Um, I, I mean, it's, I, I love having Texas back in the conversation, right? Like it, it's great. It, so long, so long as Sam Ellinger is okay, because I, obviously he went out against Baylor. They didn't look great against Baylor, but that's part of the growing up process, right? Like, I don't you, think close losses should hurt people, especially when they're on the road, man. That just you're gonna be in games like that, and the difference between good teams and not good teams is you find ways to win those games. I don't like penalizing schools for close losses. I just don't. Agreed, agreed. Especially after the Oklahoma game where you you win and you're back on the map and everybody's right. talking about you, uh, and then you lose your starting quarterback early. That's right. And Shane Bichelle comes in and, and just steadies the ship, right? So that's that's the one thing about uh, about losing, you know, recruits to transfer, like quarterbacks to transfer. Like when you get one that goes out and you don't have anybody behind them, you're in a lot of trouble. I mean, we saw yeah. that with Nebraska, right? So, like, yeah. I don't know. I've got a so I've got Texas at seven. Um, my number seven. Yep. My my Tigers LSU. I wanted so bad to put them higher. I just couldn't. I think I think this couldn't is the put right them higher. Spot. Huh? You couldn't put them higher. It, my logic and reason is this: I think they have the best win of the entire country, all across the board. There is not a single team that has a win as big as that one was. The team that I have above them, I'll go ahead and give my number six is the reason I got them up there. Is Michigan has the second best win. They also have another, uh, not the second best win, that Michigan has the best loss. Michigan only has one loss, and it was at a team that we both have in our playoffs and a team that we think is going to go undefeated in Notre Dame. I, I got to put Michigan above LSU right now just because their, their one loss is more justifiable than LSU's. They had Florida beat. They could have won that game if, if Burrow doesn't doesn't throw the, the, the last pick six to just put the nail in the coffin. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they would have driven. Had he not thrown the pick six, I think he would have uh, yep. driven down the field. They would have kicked the field goal and won the game. They kicked the field goal and won the game. Hey, let me yeah. ask you this about my Tigers. One more thing about LSU. Okay. okay. Tracy, right now, as a kicker, we have seen kickers cost their team games. That guy, could. he's, he's like – he could kick for 23 NFL teams today, right? We agree with that? I agree with that, yeah. I mean, kicking is so bad in college football and in the pros. This kid is incredible. Yeah, he – yes, I will agree with that. Uh, I'm an Alabama fan, obviously. I wish that Y'all we had, had – <laughs> Yes, I really do. I mean, well, here, I would trade you Tracy for Tua right now. You don't have to ever worry about the field goal game the rest of the year. No, I'm good on that because our okay. defense is okay. good this year. <laughs> just check. We, we need you you don't want to make that deal. All right. That's a, yeah. We we need uh, we need more points than just field goals this year. Uh, number six, I've got a uh, got your LSU Tigers. Okay. So yeah, so, I just, for, for all those reasons, um, I'm going to tell you this: that number, I got Michigan number five. Okay. And so I right. I think Michigan is playing. Absolute lights out right now. Um, they they look like a different team than they did when when they started the season. Um, 
you know, and we'll see what happens. Obviously, they got some big games coming up against uh, Michigan State and Penn State before they hit Ohio State at the end of the year. But, uh, but I mean, I, I think I've got them winning both of those games. Like we, we said, two and one would be a success, right? Yeah. For Michigan. Um, you know, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. But I, I think three and zero, oh, it's it's three and zero oh or bust right here. Yeah. So my my number five team is Idaho Clemson. So okay. they're they're still undefeated. They haven't impressed me at all with a single win, but they are still undefeated. And I guess they're doing what they're supposed to do to win games. So I got them at five, and we'll see if they if they beat North Carolina State, then you know maybe they'll move up a little bit. Maybe they won't. I don't know. It, depend, it depends on how they uh, how they win the game, right? That's right. Uh, I've got Clemson for for those exact reasons. Uh, Clemson has done what they need to do. Uh, I think that they understand that. Look, just win and you're in. And that's all you got to do. I don't yep. think Dabo is worried about impressing anybody anymore. Like, I mean, this is four straight years of this. So, and it, Alabama kind of used to do the same thing, right? Like where you just win with your defense, do what you got to do. It doesn't matter if you win by one or, or 50, just just keep winning. That's right. See, this is where we're, we're off by one for all of these. But it, this is where it comes in. Is I've got UCF number four. I, I knew that was coming. I, I think they deserve to be in this conversation. They've done it for two years straight. They lost a ton of players to the NFL. They lost their head coach, and they haven't lost a step. They've played everybody that's on their schedule. Anybody that's willing to play them, they'll go play you. They'll go to your house, and they're beating you up. Last week, they got this week, yesterday, they got down. They've played some unbelievable adversity and they found a way to fight claw with their fingernails do everything they can to get back in that game they did it they won the game i don't know what else you want from them what are they supposed to do to get in this conversation to get from 10 to the top four or five for you what are they supposed to do i mean i don't know that there's anything that they can do then 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 the once again, we have another thing that makes this whole thing broken. I love college football because I like the games. But outside of an individual game on a Saturday in a box, this whole sport means nothing. If you can go two years undefeated and it not matter at all. It's all bullshit. It's Let's all see, that's, that's the thing. I think it does matter. It just no, it depends doesn't, on what your man. expectations are. It just doesn't. It just like if you're a group of five team, your expectation should never be the college football playoff. Like the, there are two separate – But the fact that we that have this group of five conversation is wrong. The AAC is better than the Big 12, the Pac-12, and the ACC this year. They're better than this. Are, are they better, yes, Cincinnati is better than half the teams in the Big 12. UCF, Central Florida, and Memphis are better than half the teams in the in the Big 12. But if Oklahoma would have went undefeated, we'd put their ass in there. I mean, you're probably right, but it, there's like, no doubt. I'm not. I, I'm, there's no question. I'm right on that. No, yeah, okay, yeah, you are 100 percent right. If Oklahoma went undefeated, yes, absolutely. And, and there's no doubt on a neutral site field. Half of the Big 12 and probably some of the upper half of the Big 12 would be dogs in a, in a game against Memphis, UCF, Central Florida right now. Yeah, okay, you might be right about that. And Houston and Cincinnati, no slouches. No, no, they're definitely not. And nobody's putting those teams on their schedule. 
Mississippi State yeah. had Memphis on their schedule, and all of a sudden said, "Whoa, hey, let's let's back out of this. Let's okay, go. Let's, let's go let's pick up some bum." <laughs> That's the problem: is you can't play anybody because everybody's now afraid to play you. They're yeah. scared of them. They're running for the hills, and so we punish them because their strength of schedule is not good. Okay, they're better than half the teams in the SEC too. By the way, yeah. No, you, when, well, when Memphis goes into Missouri and hangs with Missouri every step of the way next week, you're going to realize they belong. They absolutely okay. belong. Could they hang with Georgia, Florida, LSU, and Bama? No. But but we're not asking them to. If you win the Pac-12, you win the Big 12, you, you win, you know, the Big 10 or something, these other conferences that are down, you get a seat at the table. Those conferences are not better than the AAC. They're just not. This year, they may not get a seat at the table. I think the playoff is is in complete disarray right now, uh, but we'll get to that in our playoff predictions. Um, let's, uh, let's. Our top three about, are the same. Our top three are the same. That's what I was going to say. Notre Dame, Ohio State, Bama, right? That's exactly we're, what I got. And we're not changing that until one of those teams lose. Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, it, it, you, you could – Maybe if Notre Dame just goes on a streak of beating people by four touchdowns, and Ohio could they State, Ohio State, oh yeah, they could. I think they could jump in seeding. Yeah, I, yeah. But now the, Ohio the, State. The, by the way, let's let's talk about yesterday. Ohio State is down like fourteen to ten to Minnesota. They come back, they win thirty to fourteen. They didn't look real good. Anything we're going to talk about that when we get to. So our top ten, I do based off of only what I've seen, not predicting the future. When we get when we get to our playoff prediction, which is next, that I'm trying to predict the future. That's different. Okay. Okay, that sounds good. All right, All right. you want to go on and jump into that? Let's do that right now. All right, let's move playoff predictions. Start at one. By, hold on, let's let's do our let's do our ads. Uh, okay. Brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. Go check out more information on all six of their sports books over at tunicatravel.com. You can find more information on our picks, our predictions, all that wonderful stuff over at winningcureseverything.com. Let's jump into the college football playoff predictions after week number seven. Whew. Uh, I mean, did, did we want to start with like our five and six? Do you have a five and six here? Like, no, let's just start with one because we know what one's going to be and we'll work our way down. Okay. Well, all right. So we've both got Alabama one. Uh, number one will be Bama. Probably on the okay. Field. Okay. All right. So, who have we got at here? I'll, I'll go to. Well, did you say you do have a five and six? No. Okay. At my five and six. I'll tell you who's not in it. Okay. I've got Oklahoma and UCF. Okay. Those two, I think, are are right there at the cusp, and that will be the ranking at the end of the season. Um, if I had to pick one that was out, it would be with Michigan. Michigan's okay. My one out. Okay. Um. Who's uh who's your number two? Number two is Notre Dame. Okay. I think they're gonna win out. I think they're gonna be undefeated. And and I think they're gonna moonwalk into this spot. Okay. I've got Ohio State as my two. So uh, until Harbaugh beats them and like I I'll tell you I, this. I don't know. I don't know that they beat Michigan State. I don't know that they beat Michigan, they they have not looked great in a couple of games. Now they look like world beaters in a couple of games, but but they look beatable. They're not this vaunted team like Alabama is, of just rolling through everybody. They're Oklahoma to me. If somebody plays an A game and they play the game they've been playing, they're going to slip up and they're going to lose one. 
And then yeah. they got to play either Wisconsin or Iowa in a championship game if they if they run the gauntlet. And I don't know if that's happening either. I think they're going to slip up and lose. I'm predicting. You know, you know how entertaining that would be if Iowa won the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah. Like if they beat Ohio State and knocked them out of a playoff spot. Would Wisconsin need to get another loss though, because they have the tiebreaker? Wisconsin's only got one Big Ten loss. Yeah, but they they just need one more loss, and they still play who? Penn State. I think they play at Penn State. Oh yeah, they do, and and Iowa doesn't. Yeah, that would that's that's a tough game. Okay. Yeah, tough game. Um. All right. So who? Uh, your two was Notre Dame. My two was Ohio State. My three is Notre Dame. Yeah, I figure that. So. Uh, I don't think their schedule is as difficult as Ohio State's. If they both went out, I think Ohio State's strength of schedule puts them in the two. Uh, Notre Dame is back at number three. Uh, so who you who do you have at three? My number three is sadly Clemson. I think Clemson's going to go undefeated, and and you got to put them in if they do. I think the a- ACC is just bad. I I agree. I think they're not impressive. Awful. Well, and, and what's crazy is I think even if Clemson loses to NC State no nope. Saturday? Nope. If Clemson loses a game, their ass better be a 1,000 miles from this. If you're dropping Georgia out of the top ten for a loss at LSU, if Clemson loses But that's a game, just me. Georgia may make their way back but, in. They got, but, but, no, no, no. There's no plan. They got chances. If you're Clemson and the ACC is this far down and you're not undefeated, you don't get invited to the table. We take a two-loss LSU or a two-loss Georgia team over. You're sorry, but Yeah. I mean, because you, you don't pay anybody. You don't play don't anybody. Play. Yeah. You're out. You're completely out. And my number four is UCF. They're not losing the game. They're going undefeated. They're going to beat Cincinnati. They're going to beat South Florida. Then they're going to beat South Florida again in the play. Or well, no, it won't be South Florida. It'll be uh, Memphis, it, maybe. Well, no, Memphis has got three conference losses now. Yeah, uh, but Houston, Houston, probably. Houston. What well, do you think? Houston's going to have not three conference losses by then? And, they don't now. I mean, they, they don't have to play the tough half of the other other division. So no, but they'll they'll if they play Memphis and Memphis beats them and they lose another game, Memphis will have the tiebreaker. Anyway, they're going to win the championship game and they're yep. going to go two years undefeated. And Ohio State's going to fall apart. And now we're having the conversation of do we have a one loss or two loss Michigan, LSU, Georgia, or do we let Oregon in with a loss like? Like, this is the conversation that's going to be had. And at some point, a grown-up needs to step up and say, none of these teams that we're going to let in have a chance to beat Alabama. So why not do the right thing and put a team that has earned it in? That makes sense. What would be the harm in that? What would be the harm in saying, we're going to invite you to the table, and if you pull off the ultimate David versus Goliath, if you, little guy, beats this Alabama team, then you've earned it. And we now, are on for keeping let me, forever. Let me ask you this question. If you've got Alabama, let who which one gets bigger ratings? Alabama, Clemson, Alabama, Oklahoma, Alabama, UCF. I think Alabama, UCF, because the entire country will show up to watch that game. We have watched Alabama, Oklahoma, two massive fan bases. They'll show up. But they also have a lot of people that hate them that will go yep. do stuff on New Year's Eve. And and then and then the same thing for Clemson. We've seen that game three times already. We don't yeah. need to see it again. 
I'm telling you, if you if you want a ratings thing, everybody that's a part of college football that is not a blue blood is going to turn in to watch the little guy, at least for the first quarter, to see yes, can they That's true. And as long as the game stays within 10 points, if it does for long, then then it'll be great ratings until the very end. Yeah. I, because I everybody wants to see an upset. That's true. That's true. And yeah, Alabama like is going to bring massive amount of viewers to the table no matter who they play. So you got to take all those people out because they're watching no matter what. So it's yeah. how many more people watch because it's Oklahoma or how many more people watch because it's Clemson. I, I just think we're tired of Clemson. Yeah. We've seen Alabama play Oklahoma like six times in bowl games over the last 12, 15 years. Let's see something we've never seen. Let's give a young team an opportunity. I, I think – I mean, I like the idea. Like Alabama-UCF would be massive, especially after all the it's, – it's like a, a title fight, right? Sure. All the talk, all the buildup from last year where they were both claiming national championships – you that's see it. The underdog that's just, you know, it, just it is the perfect scenario. Race. And here's the thing: for marketing-wise, for college football, you could not ask for anything more. And what you do is you give this group of five that we call them that we've manufactured that word, and so it's stuck. We give them all hope. What's the most important thing you can give a team? Hope. No, you're right. Because so right now, if they go two years up. undefeated and they don't get invited to the table. You might as well not be playing anybody other than Power Five teams, and it doesn't. This the whole thing is just a sham. It's just a complete farce. I, I think you're probably right about that. All right, I'll, I'll tell you this: I was very, very close to putting uh, Texas and uh, and Michigan in this, mainly just because I thought the ratings bonanza would be. You know how much I love Michigan. A one-loss Michigan team, if they went out, pretty incredible run. Yeah, having to beat Ohio State, having to beat Penn State, having to beat Wisconsin, probably realistically they get in over UCF. If they oh, went absolutely, they get in over UCF. But yes. I don't, and I love Michigan, and I had them in, and I love Harbaugh. I'm one of the only people in the world outside of Michigan that does. I wouldn't do it. You just got to put Central Florida in. Nobody's beating Bama, so you're leading somebody to the slaughter. Let's at least let them get into the tournament. Now I'll tell you this: like, as far as we were talking about ratings, uh, because this is a TV show after all. If you've got which, Alabama, which makes your sport bullshit, by the way, we we understand that, right? But if TV ratings no, I mean, this thing, the whole thing's bullshit. We 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 got to be okay with that. Okay, I mean I'm fine with it. Like it's a TV show. I'm with you. Like, it, but but look, you put Alabama, Michigan, Texas, and Notre Dame. Into a Final Four, I mean that's a ratings bonanza right there. Like I, I, I don't know that you can get bigger ratings. Do you care to watch Alabama beat the shit out of somebody that is a big school? More so than uh, than like Clemson, right? Well, yes, but we're not having that conversation. We're like, having I think, little I guys. Think there's more people. I think there's more people that would watch Alabama, Michigan, or Alabama, Texas, or Alabama, Notre Dame. Dan would watch Alabama UCF. I don't know that. Because I don't think those. I think while those Alabama, fan Oklahoma, are huge. While those fan bases are huge, you're talking about a collective of every fan base of all the little guys that say, "You know what? We're we're all Golden Knights today." 
and it might be for for six minutes, but we're all golden knights today. I think that's what they're terrified of. Though is like, okay, well, it'll be great for six minutes, and then what happens after that? If, if they play Texas and it gets thirty to nothing in the first half, it's going to be the same. The TV's going off. Yeah, and, no, you're probably yeah. right. So, so you can't say, well, we're afraid of Bama blowing them out because they've done it to everybody. The very first play of the game has been the exact same in every Bama game, and nobody is prepared for it whatsoever. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty nuts, isn't it? Um, huh, okay. Yeah, I mean, there's God, there's still so much football left to go. But either way, that will wrap up our college football playoff predictions. Uh, don't forget, brought to you by tunicatravel.com. Go check out all six of their sports books. All sorts of information on Tunic Mississippi is down there. It's the South's premier sports gambling destination. Don't forget to check out winningcureseverything.com. Chris, we'll uh, we'll be back with more videos later this week, right? Yeah, man. All Facebook people, go to YouTube and like our channel. Yes, yes. Uh, subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash winningcureseverything. Uh, Chris, let's go watch the NFL. Yes, sir. All right, later, buddy. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter, at Winning Cures. You can follow myself, at Gary WCE. You can follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show, that's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551-226-9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team, or praise us, or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551-226-9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time... Have a good one, guys. Hey, don't forget, subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes and make sure you leave a review. For every 25 written five-star reviews we get on iTunes, we are donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital and LeBonner's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. So subscribe and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast apps. Remember, the Winning Cures Everything podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.